Welcome back to Art Smitten on Sin Nation. You're here with Jill. Hey, Mish. Oh, and Andrew. Um, and today we have uh, on having an interview with us uh, Patrick Fisher from the Wool Musician um, National <laughs> Wool <laughs> National Museum in uh, Geelong. Uh, hello. hello, Patrick. Hi, Patrick. Thanks for coming nice on. Nice to be with you. Is Absolutely, my pleasure. Is this the first time on Sin? Yes, it is. Well, then oh. it is the first time as well uh, that you've been on Sin that you are bringing out the uh, British competition of wildlife photography. So tell us about the exhibition and the competition. Yeah, well, it's Wildlife Photographer of the Year, and it comes uh, to us from the Natural History Museum in London, and it's actually a worldwide competition, and it is considered the, by many, the foremost nature and wildlife photography competition in the world. Uh, on display are 100 images, which are the 100 finalists, and they get about 45,000 images a year that are submitted for the competition. So these are the 100 best of those from... Nine different countries are represented, and actually, it's probably more than that. Oh, no, but, it's, uh, it's 96. It's 96, oh, according oh, to the oh, website. Yes, <laughs> a little bit more than the six. Probably six continents and, uh, you know, 100 different countries. <laughs> yeah, right. But I should know that right off the top of my head, so that's on the very next one. Sorry, we'll just remind you. Um, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so what can people expect from the I- exhibition? What sort of, what is the breadth of photography that is on display? Oh boy, um, that's like that's like asking how long is a piece of string. Um, it's, it is an incredibly deep and broad um, exhibition. First of all, the photographers range from the under ten uh, age range, which could be anywhere from I think the youngest is about seven wow. to ten, and then I think hmm, I'm not going to tell you how old the oldest photographer is, but they're a heck of a lot older than. Um, uh, nine, let's say that. Um, you know, um, and, and it's everything from animals and wildlife in urban settings, in their wild settings. There's a lot of political commentary about it. There's, yeah. a, section, there's a section that talks about the ivory trade and endangered animal, uh, endangered species. And, you know, the, you'll, see, you'll see images there that you know, some of these photographers take years in order to get that particular image. Mm. Uh, the winning fo- photograph, which is uh, an orangutan climbing up a, a strangler fig, yeah. mm. um, is absolutely amazing photograph taken from high up in the vine. And, and the American photographer who won that talked about how it took days of setting up and being there and months of preparation but his wife also works with orangutans, and he's been around them for something like 25 or 30 years. Wow. So it's really, it's taken him a lifetime to capture that photograph. So you touched on the kind of ivory trade. So a lot yeah. of these images, like pretty obviously, they have a deeper meaning to a lot of them. Um, yeah. Is there a personal one that stands out for you in the event? Probably the one that stands out for me the most is one, and I really should know the name of the photographer who took it, but it's a, it's a picture of a leopard walking through the streets late at night, so it's you know, yeah. 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, and it's taken from ground level. And this is one of many leopards that kind of prowl the streets of the communities, and my moth-like memory tells me that it's oh. in India. And, and it's just kind of it's amazing to see this animal is within feet of mm. the photographer, even if they're using a zoom lens, they're within feet of them. And you think this animal is prowling around the streets at night, and what's the neighborhood thinking? What, what do people think with this animal? And then what happened in the moments mm. just after that photograph was taken? Mm. 
So that's the one that stands out for me the most. It's incredible how many of the photos seem to have an interaction between humans and animals. You know, that one of the um, yeah. orangutan is climbing towards the camera, the one in the, the leopard is actually in the streets of a human city. You know, how would you say that, that seems to be a running theme, that we sort of like to photograph animals in, an, in our environment, almost? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that the mindset of people from, you know, from Sir Attenborough down to the average school student there's yeah. a fascination with the natural world around us, mm. at least for many of us, particularly the people who would be drawn to wildlife photography. So there's, there's a bit of a telling the story of not only the animal in its own uh, environment mm. and its own known habitat, but how humans impact that, how mm. they impact humans. And there's a bit of magic mm. in that interaction mm. um, there. You know, there's another beautiful photograph of a whale that's kind of mm. taken just below the water line, and you can see a boat, you can see the water line, you can see the whale, and you just think, oh, that's, it captures such a story right there in that one photograph. So breaking away from the exhibition for a second, Patrick, just more about yeah. you. How did you end up as the director of <laughs> such an event like this? Uh, uh, well, how much time do you have for that story? <laughs> um, obviously... <laughs> Try and comprise your life into about two minutes. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, how would uh, you start? Uh, are you a wildlife uh, photographer yourself, we should ask? No, I'm not, okay. actually. Um, uh, uh, your listeners will know that I am obviously not Australian. <laughs> I, am from, I am from New York originally. Oh, I have lived in Australia permanently for going on seven years now. I'm a dual citizen at the moment. And my background is actually in theater and theater design and technical production. Oh, and Yeah, I started off as a stage manager in New York and then production management and then got into fundraising and I ended up running a regional arts council in central Texas for many years. And my partner, who is Australian, mm. uh, we met in New York, lived in New York for a few years, then Texas, then decided, oh, let's move to Australia and give it a chance. Mm. And um, working in a museum was the job that I got when I moved over here. Mm -hmm. so, Fantastic. So here I am. Yeah, so thank you. Uh, it's a, and of course, it is such a prestigious and a mammoth uh, exhibition, if, if you pardon the pun. Um, it, it, how did <laughs> there you are no mammoths, but you <laughs> never know. <laughs> that next year. But um, how, did you, uh, how do you sort of do justice to it, and how do you sort of live up to the reputation of all the hard work and months of work, as you say, that these artists have put into their work? That is always a terrifying thing whenever uh. you are a museum director or curator. Um, you know, when you're working on something that's, that is somebody else's art, particularly when it's a hundred other people's art, mm. and it's another museum's creation, and then you're influencing the twenty or 30,000 people who are going to come to your venue and take a look at that, or maybe even more, mm. um, it's always a terrifying thing to think, oh, you know, how, how do we do justice to that? How do we influence other people's lives? But I think that we are lucky enough to be the only venue in Victoria that hosts this particular exhibition, so we're yeah. very lucky for that. Yeah. Um, we've built a very good reputation with yeah. oh, and partnership with the Natural History Museum in London and the public who come to see it. I mean, you do it justice by not trying to do anything to it that isn't of itself. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, you know, you don't try to light it in a funny way. You don't try to put it in a room that's other than a room that's just a beautiful ambiance, you let it speak for itself and you don't try to overdo it. Um, uh, I read years ago that um, the designer Chanel said, get dressed every morning and then look at yourself in the mirror and take one thing off because you want to, to minimize being overdone. And so that's how we, at least in our museum, look at it. You know, you don't want to overdo things. You want 
to do justice to what it is. Yeah. Mm. So just to wrap up, Patrick, why yeah. should people come see the exhibition? And also, where can they find tickets and find out more information? Yeah, well, they should come and see the exhibition because it is really spectacular. And there's more than that to do, it's certainly at our museum. I mean, we also have Australian dinosaurs, which is maybe an interview for another day. Uh-huh. Um, but, <laughs> um, but they are dinosaurs from Australia and from the Surf Coast and, and from Geelong area. Uh, we also have Horrible Histories Pirates there at the moment, and then we tell the story of Australian, Australian wool and the history of Geelong. Yeah. But, uh, you know, for your listeners to come down to Geelong for a day, it's an hour on the train or an hour and ten minutes on the, uh, on the ferry if you come down to Port Arlington, and it's, it's a beautiful day trip for them or even a weekend trip. Um, you know, Geelong is a beautiful spot because it's not only right there in the bay and you've got the city and then you've got the mountains and then you've got the surf coast within minutes of all of that. So you kind of the, where the sea and the mountains and the plains kind of meet mm-hmm. there in Geelong and the Geelong Gallery is there as well. So you can make it a day trip. Yeah. Um, so that's why I would say people should come. Geelong was enough to get me to move here from New York City. But not that New York is the be all and end all, let's put it that way. But um, <laughs> you know, people can find out more about yeah. it on our website, National Wool Museum or nwn.vic.gov.au. Um, or you can Google wildlife photographer and it will lead you to um, our museum as well. Great. Well, thank you so much for um, being on the show today, Patrick. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. And any time. I can talk the leg off a chair. So <laughs> <laughs> well, we look forward to talking to you when we see the exhibition um, down at thank the you. World Museum in Geelong.